This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. Time for another edition of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. And alongside my man, Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're with you each and every week. And we got a full hour of sports and sports gambling talk for everybody. And uh, there are things we can wager on. We'll talk about some of the games this weekend, some of the NBA contests tonight, and some of the futures markets, which we always love to get into. We'll talk to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller as we go on tonight. But it's time for another edition, Mike. It's great to be back with you, as always, uh, following All-Star Weekend, where we uh, were able to pick a couple of winners last week. So that was good. It's been a dream two weeks for me. And and when I say dream two weeks, folks, what a dream streak for for gamblers is. Carmen knows this because he was like 66% in the NFL. Is when not only you pick the game or you pick something, but you also win money doing it. Uh, you could pick the game or and tell everybody and not bet it or... You know, you could bet it and not tell anybody. Mm. But the bottom line is we had the Super Bowl for we went 8-0. And then last week I gave everybody the key to happiness. People go, what's that, Mike? Because it certainly can't be you. I said, listen, I said, you take the five long shots. Yeah. And what you do is you put a quarter what you usually do in the three-point contest. There's no way many Americans picked Carl Anthony Towns. Nope. But I did, and I got a boatload of money, had to pay off, or you get the other money subtracted from the other four. But the money was unbelievable. Then I go in, now Carmen's going to say, well, that, what can top that? I go, well, wait a minute. Saturday, I don't put it up because it's golf. It's hard. Mm. I take Neiman. Oh. Wait, at, at, after the sixth hole, I've learned to live bet golf at even money. Okay? Now, I say to myself, because he was only even money because it's Neiman. If it's Kepka, he's minus 250. If it's if it's uh, uh, any other golfer, Bubba, he's minus 150. He's even money after six. <sighs> By the end of the round, he was minus 250. Okay? Mm. So I got him at even money. Then the next day, I put a quarter of what I put on him on the two guys behind him, except the rookie. One was plus 800, and one was plus 1,400. Thomas, you can't lose. Yeah. So I had a, I've had a great weekend. What a great start. weekend, yeah. I've had a great, and Neiman hung in there. Yes, he but, did. But you know what? I wasn't worried because I had some backup. I think the other guy, I get Hovland and Shoffley mixed up. It was one of those two guys, but they faded. It, it was Hovland, right? Yeah, yeah, he was faded. yeah, he faded a little bit on the back. Yes, but, he but did last there's Sunday. There's money to be made, and I got another. Oh. I mean, we could do this with, every, with the Honda Classic, folks. Yeah, and uh, you know we we spent some time on Mike's theory last week when you get into right. these special events like All Star Weekend, the dunk contest. He oh. said, "Look at those bottom four, sprinkle a little bit." It's funny because I'm sitting there Saturday night watching, and as I told you, I said there were two slightly longer shots that I was going to play. I had a little money on Desmond Bain and a little on Luke Kennard. When Towns, oh. who, if I'm not mistaken, went last and lit it up in the first round, I thought to myself. Damn it. And Mike said, just sprinkle it on all of them. Sprinkle so I, on all of them. I immediately went yes. to my points bet app. Nice. Now, I didn't get the benefit of the, the 12 to 1. The 14 to 100 right. at the time. But it was still 6 to 1. And nice. I live bet it right away. And yes. luckily, he had it's that great final because round. Because what you're doing is you're rooting for five. Vegas. Yeah. I mean, I said Van Fleet 
We're not talking. Larry Bird ain't walking through yeah. that door. Reggie Miller, uh, Ray Allen, Van Fleet. I saw who the favorites were. And I said, you got to be kidding me. Now, I put a little bit of couch change on the slam dunk contest. The two uh, underdogs, big underdogs, I didn't win that one. Mm-hmm. But you just put light on that after you already won the three-point. It's a thing of beauty. And we're going to, that's the way to win, folks. Don't limit yourself to one. It's almost like horse racing. You got to pick three, four horses. Pick an exacta. Pick pick a trifecta. Do yeah. what you got to do to try to get the best value. We also hit the over in the game itself. It is now uh, 14 of the last 16 years that the over is hit. They've got now, this. Now, what new did you get it at? Because guess what? 318 and a half. You know. It's unbelievable. I got it at I got the under at three twenty three. Wow! So now that's a middle. That is. But it depended when you put the bed. Yes, in. it did. And when we did the show last Friday, that's it what I gave up. it out at at three eighteen right. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? So we hit the middle. I kind of like the whole target score thing. By the way, too. You know, oh. like it's, it's fun for the All Star game for sure. I couldn't lose. It's awesome. It was look three twenty four and a half. That's exactly what I got it at when I bet it. I could not lose. Uh, unless the other team scored six points in a row. 163 was one more basket. Was it wasn't going right. to take me over the total. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. It's it, unbelievable it, what's it, happened the last two weeks. Outside of my uh, wedding day and getting out of uh, <laughs> uh, grammar school, one of my bigger times. I don't know uh, look, what, what baseball's thinking here in terms of, like, you know, how long they want this to, to drag out. When you have Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer, both guys making about $37 million, uh, a meet, going to meetings, it sort of hits hollow with me. You know what I mean? They, I know. They've got this deadline of Monday, I guess, too, right? The league sort Bye-bye. of, you know. Oh, I wish there was a salary cap because neither guy would even have made what he's made, like the other leagues. Because if there was a salary cap, these guys would be crying to make the money they're making. Now. I wish they would have done, if they were going to do a cap, which they sort of did anyway, they should have put a floor in a few years ago. Yes. They didn't do that, which screws the players. You still have the small market teams nickel and diming all the time. I don't know. It's all nonsense. But I hope the they get it resolved. small market teams win. Tampa, Tampa Bay, Tampa, Tampa Bay does. Well, they're the smallest of small. Yeah. yeah. Oakland, you know Oakland. I mean, Oakland's never won quite it's to like that level. Little but guy, it's good. like that guy, that actor, you know, playing Jabbar in basketball and winning. You know, yeah. the actor Peter Dinklage? Peter Dinklage. Yeah. yeah, it's like him playing Jabbar one-on-one. He's Tampa, and Jabbar's like the Yankees, and they beat their brains in. I, I don't know, uh, look, what, what baseball's thinking here in terms of, like, you know, how long they want this to, to drag out. I don't think they can afford to have it spill Especially too far NBA, into the regular NCAA season. NCAA basketball. Yeah. All this other stuff. You got the uh, USFL, although uh, the National Football League. The USFL does not have a pertinent quarterback. You got to have quarterbacks. I was, I've been with every league that's been formed since the '60s, folks. You got to have a name. It. You got to have somebody big. They don't have anybody big. And then a death knell was sent uh, by the NFL. You enjoy your league. We're partnering with the XFL mm-hmm. starting in 2025. So yeah. it, I think it's going to be short-lived, even though there's some good people behind it and they do have some network coverage. Do you think Norman will ever? Speaking of like different leagues, do you think Greg Norman will ever get this other league off the ground? And I don't think Saudi Arabia. Arabia or their money is the place to do it, and I, we don't have to go too political. Well, no, on all I this, can, I, we don't have to go political. But, we could just go, but that they're a, a, a dastardly nation. Yeah. Those people and Phil Mickelson. Uh, to me, I've never been a big fan. A uh, lot of hoopla for a guy who's never been number one, not even one week. Yet he's an entertainer. He's got people that fawn over him. Did himself extreme damage. Yeah. Uh, with the not only the the, the 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 we talked last week, you, me, and Randy about the PGA. 
And I'm going to say this. The PGA just told Phil Mickelson and anybody else, you will never be part of the tour again. Which I don't know how they can do. I mean, how would they do that? Because they're the PGA. You're going to go to a rival league. If you go to the AFL or if you go to World Football League, you can't play for the NFL at the same time. That's a pri- it's a private entity. See, yeah, Carm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. We talked about Martha Burke. If the top golfers, even at the Masters, would have said we sympathize with her, oh, we're not yeah, playing, well, I think true. it might have <laughs> been a different story yeah. than all the Master runs at all. Well, apparently the PGA runs it because, you know what? You're not playing for us again, even though you've put 30 years into it, if you go to a, a, a regime like that. Yeah, I don't know that Norman will ever quite get it off the ground no. the way he wants. I mean, I know he's sort of thought about it for Doesn't it matter. Like he'll, for finish years. Sec- he'll finish second to Adam Scott. <laughs> right, exactly. It don't matter. I, I guess there's a 30 for 30. Merck, I think, was telling me there's a 30 for 30 coming out soon on Norman's collapse at the Masters in 96. Is that right, Oh, Mark? Uh, yeah, but I mean, is there enough? they could do a three-hour movie yeah, on his other right, collapses. Right, I know. I mean, April come on. 5th. I love Greg it, Norman. I think he's smooth. I mean, the actually the guy actually you know married Chris Everett. I mean, I mean, who short didn't love lived, Chris Everett? But, oh, I love Chris Everett. Please, well, I, I, I short lived. I mean, they're both celebrities. And, yeah, you know, Chris Everett's a beautiful woman. Yes, she, I, she was. I mean, look, I know I go back to the era, to the days when dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> but all I want you folks to do is look up three of my favorite flames that were in sports back in the day. Okay, look up a Peggy Fleming. Yeah, <laughs> please, please look up a Chris Everett. Okay. Look up, uh, you know, who else could I throw in there, Carm? I'm trying to find another another uh, beauty. I think Raquel Welch was a roller oh, derby please. queen. I mean, come on. <laughs> I once, uh, I've told this story before. I was once in the line at the Hartford Airport coming home from, we. They had when Chris Everett was still doing some stuff for ESPN and for the, the tennis oh coverage. Oh, my God. They had all of us in Bristol um, right. for like a big meeting. They, they, they tried to bring as much talent from around the country and for radio, TV, all kinds of people. And I'll never forget getting in the uh, security line um, in, in for probably about 45 minutes uh, with Chris Everett and talking to her for some time. Oh, she my was, God. She was a treat to talk She's to like, him. No. She really, oh, my God. It was, she was I, I'll tell you what. I got one for you. I'm not trying to one-up you. It actually happened. I'm at, I get in the plane. I got first class. One of my favorite singers of all time has a seat next to me, Rita Coolidge. I don't think I know Rita Coolidge. All time high, yeah. James Bond movie. You oh, don't really? know who Rita Coolidge is? I don't she was know. married to Chris Christopherson. Have uh, J.R. Uh, oh, I was with, uh, married to Chris Christopherson. I got it. Yeah, the, the I see long her. Air, I love yeah. her. I love her. I said five words to her. I just sat there. Kind of intimidating, you know? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I say I was Sinatra. I wasn't intimidated, but she seemed to be very aloof. She had the Walkman on or whatever it was. I I said, you know, it's Rita Coolidge. Classic. Uh, Luke Pergandy will join us coming up. We will find out what's hot at Prop Swap. We'll get some ponies from. With Jim Miller. We actually have some other stuff I think we should discuss with you Jimmy, kidding? too. Yeah, with Baffert and Medina Spirit and all that. There's a there's a big class action suit now, I guess, that has been filed by some betters that lost. And, you know, they're trying to find ways to sue Baffert and Churchill Downs to recoup some of the money they would have had, uh, you know, had, had Mandaloon been the winner on Derby Day a year ago. So we'll spend some time talking about that with Jim Miller. I hear the apropos. horse that uh, got disqualified. What's his name? Uh Ma- Medina Spirit is the yeah, one who was disqualified. Very disgruntled right now. Yeah, well, that poor horse died in December. I know. Oh, very disgruntled. God. Because you know who killed him? Baffert. I'm telling you right. Well, I mean, come on, man. They're jacking the horse up. It is a weird thing, isn't it? Like, to all of a sudden just die? I know. I it, mean, it's almost like a Lyle Elzado thing. Yeah, it's he crazy. He died when he uh, uh, took the rights. Everybody thought it was going to happen to everybody. 
but apparently he got brain cancer and other things. But at the time, they were trying to just pin it on that. Maybe sure. there's some, uh, you know, maybe there's some truth to it. Uh, not complete, but some. We'll talk to Jimmy Miller about that a little bit later. But uh, Luke Pergandy coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app every Friday. Mike and I are with you. Uh, podcast will be up on the app. Show hits the air at 7. You can catch the Encore replay if you ever miss anything. If you're driving around running some early morning errands on Saturdays from 8 until 9 before Connor McKnight and White Sox Weekly. It's time to say hi to one of the founding members of the great PropSwap app and PropSwap.com. He was uh, at the Super Bowl, then off to NBA All-Star Weekend in Cleveland last weekend. Let's see where he's going this weekend. Say hi to Luke Pergandy, <laughs> From the penthouse. What's up, Tom? What's up, Mike? <laughs> What's up, buddy? Ahead, buddy. How, hey. how was the experience uh, at NBA All-Star Weekend, bud? Yeah, it was a good uh, climax to the end. I see LeBron James get uh, the game winner in his hometown of uh, nearby Cleveland, Ohio, of course, being raised in Akron about 45 minutes away. Um, but, you know, if you're a sports fan and you're deciding between a Super Bowl weekend and flying to the respective Super Bowl city or NBA All-Star weekend, I would highly encourage you to go to the Super Bowl weekend. Just yeah. way more parties, way more people in town. Um, yeah, I don't think I paid a dollar for a drink in Super Bowl weekend. Wow. Um, there's just so many free, free sponsored parties. And, and this was, you know, kind of coming off a of COVID year. Um, so, you know, you've got to imagine next year in Phoenix will be totally ramped back up. Uh, factor and they also do the waste management open, which is the most attended golf tournament every year. That also will be the same weekend in Phoenix. So it was it was cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, was Cleveland, but I would between the two, it's it's no comparison between Super Bowl and All Star. Football might not be that popular in L.A., but L.A. seems like a great place for the Super Bowl, and I think you just hit it on the head. I mean, I know the weather was great when you guys were there. Look, I hope the Bears build a new stadium, and it would be great for those of us that are Chicagoans to have a Super Bowl week here at some point, or maybe a few times in the next you know couple of decades. But part of me's always wondered if the NFL should just take. Phoenix, L.A., New Orleans, Tampa, yeah. Miami, and just, you know, ro- that's just it. Those, are, those yeah. are your Super Bowl venues, right, where the weather's going to be nice and you can be outside. And it just it's always so much fun, I think, in those cities, Luke. Totally. Totally agree with that. I think just rotate them in and out. I mean, Chicago, would we put a dome on the stadium? Yeah, they're, they're, not they're, I, they're, outside, they're, they're going to. I mean, I, I don't know how else you would. It'd be ridiculous to build one there without. I mean, the, the idea here is that you have a 365 – Building, you know, you get a building. They did it in Detroit. Yeah. Right. They did it in yeah, Minneapolis. They, 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 that's right. Yeah, I think they, and if the Bears build one, they'll do oh, it yeah. here. And it would make sense to put a dome on it for sure. It would, yeah. it wouldn't be like, like the party type of scene. We know that. I mean, uh, we almost averted a disaster in New York. Well, that's when they right. Had the snowstorm. So, yeah. and that was outdoors. That was yeah. absolutely insane. But I got to tell you, Luke, uh, I did watch the All-Star game and uh, I, uh, prop bets were big again. I had a real good mm-hmm. one uh, with Tatum. Uh, under 20 and a half points. Like, mm. You know, it keeps the interest going. Great. The All-Star game is still very relevant there. But I want to talk about the halftime. Michael Jordan was in Daytona earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. He had every excuse mm-hmm. not to show up, but he understands his responsibility, just like he understood playing all 82 games. I think it was horrible 
I mean, unless you have a great excuse for guys like Larry Bird, my God, who's one of the major forces, he doesn't have to go. But it is the 75th anniversary. I mean, I, I, I mm. hope to God that my 75th birthday, you and Carmen will show up. Absolutely. For God's sake. So, <laughs> totally. so I, I mean, totally. I just, I just thought that they didn't get a lot of, they should have taken more criticism. It was very sketchy the way they did it. Bird pretending he's waving to the crowd. What'd you think of that? I mean, Jordan yeah. saved it. Jordan saved no. it. What'd you think of that? Totally agree. I was uh, fortunate to be in the in the NBA box during the game, and we were just talking about is MJ going to come out? Mm-hmm. And we were just, we were kind of taking mini bets that if he's going to come out or if he won't. And to your point, Mike, Legend. he was in Daytona. Um, I, I did not think he was going to show up. I was right. I was on the other side. I thought he'd stay in Florida. Um, you know, a guy like that is you know obviously the best ever. So it's like does he even have to show? I hear you. I was I was super impressed that he came. Um, that was amazing. For and him to I was show unimpressed and, by Bird, unimpressed by some of the yes. other guys. Scotty didn't lucky go. To miss. Scotty Pippen, yeah. you're lucky to be on the damn team. I'm sorry. I don't Six, know about that. <laughs> yeah. but. You said the guy yeah, after 16. Think, you name me a 16-point-a-game guy that's on the all-time team. It's, it's hard to do. I know he played great defense. But, boy, I mean, to not show up. Show some gratitude. My God. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And, and to have it be the 75th and – um, yep. yeah, that's, that's totally fair. I, it, Rodman, Rodman had, had a bottle of water out there. Like, that is Rodman showed up water for three minutes. <laughs> you know what? You know how much Rodman's worth right now? It's, I mean, look it up folks. 500 grand or something. Oh my God. You know how much money yes. he made in his career? It's like 40 million. Oh, Dennis. Yeah. That, I he, mean, uh... you just look it up. It says it. It's, it's not lying. I Ugh, mean, so I think it's even less than that, but God bless him. Another great player who Jordan hugged. Yeah. Seeing Jordan's interaction yeah, yeah. with all those guys was cool. It, how about really if Jordan was. said, yeah. I'll show up, but Pippen doesn't? What? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> He's done that before with Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, great. No, he hates Isaiah Thomas. Oh. Uh, I, and I don't think he's enamored with he... Scotty right now. Yeah, no, I'm sure that relationship is strained since the last dance. Um, I thought it was hilarious. He was chiding uh, Magic and told Magic, go, go lay <laughs> up your shoes right now. We'll play one-on-one right now. Phenomenal. <laughs> that competitive uh, juice will never no, run out of Mike. Um, what's hot on the uh, the site and on the app right now, Luke? I, for, first of all, I've seen, you know, we've spent so much time talking about DeMar DeRozan and how great he's been. He had another yeah. phenomenal game last night. He gets a go-ahead basket late. These are the lowest I've seen his MVP odds. They're, yeah. It's down to 16-1. to 1. So, like, we've been calling for this for, like, six weeks yep. or so, and now we're – it looks like there's really some traction happening here maybe for, for DeMar's MVP case, Luke. There is. Yeah, he – I was watching him pretty closely on Sunday night at the All-Team. He looked – he definitely didn't look like a dominant player on the all-star court. I actually thought that that might've impacted his odds worse. Just like, you know, he's just not a dunker. So, yeah. you know, LeBron and Giannis and these other guys. And of course, Steph played out of his mind. Steph was Steph, I believe three separate times yep. on Sunday night, put up a three and turned around yes. before it hit. It's I mean, amazing. he is. And like, he's definitely not is, a dunker. No. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I, I guess my, my point there was like, okay, if you can't dunk, then put up a three and turn around and <laughs> yeah. watch Hit 16 threes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like DeRozan did none of that. Um, but I agree, Kyle. He is he is making a total push. This MVP race is going to be really exciting yeah. to watch down the stretch. So you got Joel Embiid at the top. He's never won one. Philly's a huge market. 
Um, I, and, of course, now he gets to play with James Harden beginning tonight, so that'll be a fun game to see Harden uh, play in, in Sixers colors um, moving forward. So it's a really tough one. And then you get Jokic, who won last year, who's playing out of his mind in Denver. He has had a few games, but so has Embiid. I believe DeMar has played the most games of the top five guys. And then, mm. lest we forget, Giannis and Curry, who, of course, we just talked about Curry is playing out of his mind, too, and they, they're the second-best team in the league are the Warriors. So it's it's a yeah. really cool race. Yeah. Um, I personally, if I had a DeMar DeRozan ticket at 100-1, to 1, which oh. is what he is, which is what he opened at, and yeah. now he's down to 10-1, to 1, I would flip that. Um, I, I'm not sure he gets much lower yes. than 10-1. to 1. He just has such a tough such a tough crowd to beat of those other four guys and being Jokic, Giannis and Curry, like that's a loaded field. Um, And I really can't make an argument of why any of those other four guys would falter uh, stands an injury. Like all four of those guys could win this thing. So I love DeRozan. I think he's playing out of his mind. His mid range jumper might be the best in the league. Like he just doesn't miss from from mid range. Um, So yeah, it's it's an awesome race to watch. It, it, it is every year. I think this is one of the best in, well, I can recall uh, from these top five guys. I think his record, the Bulls' record, is going to help him, and I also think that his name being mentioned with records broken, I will. set by Roe Chamberlain, oh. is going to help him also. But you're right. There is a small movement coming, but if they keep going, uh, he's got a shot. Ten to one still good. Go buy it if you want yeah. it. Ten to one, folks. So I mean, we'll agreed. Hundred to one down to ten to one. Incredible. Yep. All right, Luke. Have a great weekend, buddy. We appreciate the time as always. We'll catch up next week. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to having a good weekend. You too. There's Luke Pergandy. He is at Luke Pergandy on Twitter and uh, and on Instagram. Make sure you follow him there, and you can follow PropSwap as well. Download that free PropSwap app. We got more to do. Let's talk to Mike a little bit more about uh, NBA futures and some Mm -hmm. of the stuff going on with the Bulls. Uh, They keep winning. The the records that DeMar keeps setting. It is incredible. Some college basketball this weekend. Still a long way to go. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap on the ESPN app and ESPN 1000. Hope you're having a great Friday. We're getting you set for the weekend. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. Follow Mike on Twitter at North to North. I'm simply at Carmen DeFalco. We were just talking to our buddy Luke Pergandian about DeMar DeRozan. And these are the lowest the odds have been for DeMar. We've kind of been making the case for a while. And I get that ultimately DeMar DeRozan will probably come up a little bit short for MVP. Well, I think the Why would he come up short? I think that sort of the name recognition and the star power ahead of him has something to do with it. I think with with what Curry, with Giannis, the Bulls in right now, the Bulls are the number one seed. Okay, I I watched the game last night. I took Levine under twenty four points. He got twenty. Mm-hmm. He's learned how to play. At the chemistry between him and DeRozan is dangerous. He's not out to take over the game. He's doing. He's com- he gets gets you in spurts. He's playing a nice floor game. You got the guy in underneath. I mean, I heard somebody to say say today the Celtics because they got a winning streak. I think the Bulls in a best of three, uh, best of five, best of seven can beat the Celtics. I do period. too. The Celtics are playing great right they now. Are. But I totally agree with but you. But so are the Bulls. There's no doubt. I mean, look, this team's got 39 wins. 
Pistons with 20 games to go. Come on! What's impressive to me about DeMar and why I do think there, there can be an argument made and there's a case here is that this is not just stat padding here. I mean, like, no. we know... The, you know, Mike. How about talk last night? That's what I mean. Like he it, hits a mid-range jumper with the guy's a hand in his face. He is directly impacting wins. Um, it's not just stat padding. Mike has talked for the last couple of weeks about uh, the run he's been on here, breaking Will Chamberlain records for crying out loud. He has thirty plus points in nine straight. He's got thirty-five plus points in eight straight. He's averaging 37 and a half points per game on 60% shooting in his last nine. Listen. The Bulls are seven and two in those games. So he is directly affecting wins, Mike. You're right. Will Chamberlain, myself, John Suntress, Jesse Rogers, BB North. He was a guest on my TV show. We ate dinner afterwards at the Fairbanks room at Hollywood Casino for three hours. Wow. I saw the man... In envelope, two ribeyes and a, a lobster tail, okay? <laughs> a, two bottles of champagne. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. He then told us, you could say Michael's better than me. Michael will never touch most of my records. That's what he said. Yet I'm hearing DeMar DeRozan involved with Will Chamberlain Records and the Bulls in first place. So it's up to the media in Chicago, who's been asleep for about 11, 12 years on a number of things we don't have time to get into, to wake up and start pushing this guy. I heard on Vissender pushing him because all these betters bet at 50 to 1, 100 to 1, like Luke said. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't argue that. Look, the, the, Lonzo, he's unbelievable. He's been unbelievable. And Lonzo and Alex Crusoe have missed so much time. The injuries. That, that you, you've got to look at DeMar and say the biggest single change is this guy from a year ago. And they are obliterating, you know, the, the, their, their win-loss record Who's from a year ago. Who's the executive of the year? It's, it's our guy, AK. Come on. Yeah, he's going to have to be Does everybody there. know um, where the Bulls were two years ago? Or am I just, was I yeah. just miserable? They're in first place. Yeah, he's going to have to be up there. You're right. There's Come no, on. There's no doubt about it. I'm trying to think of even who else in the There's running right now. There's nobody that deserves it over the Bulls. Probably guys. not. You know, the guy, uh, the I guy in Memphis. I don't think Riley maybe. will get it, even though Miami's good. I agree with you. I don't think so, and I think AK's more deserving anyway. Come on. Uh, they were miserable yeah. two years ago. I mean, really. I mean, they're, they're, they're the number one seed with 20 See, games. See, you can't go. even believe it. They've I can't. been so miserable for so long. I mean, you take the Bulls jersey out, it's dusty. Because you hadn't seen it for so long. I know. Tomorrow. I mean, the last time, listen, the last time I bought a Bulls jersey, okay, Van Leer was on the back, okay? <laughs> this is a guy you buy, DeRozan jerseys. I'm telling you. Tomorrow should be fun because John Morant's in town. I mean, these two guys are He got 12. hurt last night he a did, little he, bit. He hurt his hip. He I, hurt I, his hip. I was watching the game. I had the Timbs. Yeah. Oh, nice. Good Good hit on yeah, that plus, one. Plus two and a half at home, but they were losing at first, but they came back at CMBA, but he hurt his hip bad. Yeah, I don't know what the status is going to be. That's a good point. Ja did get a little yep. bit dinged up last night. Uh, John Morant's 12-1, to by the way, for MVP. He's well, played great. DeMar. People had a little count corner because I saw it. He was on the ground for about five minutes on the sidelines last yeah. night. But I haven't heard anything else. I looked it up this morning. I think there's relief. The Bulls, by the way, um, are third best in the NBA right now at 36-23-1 against the spread. <laughs> They're number one in the NBA at home against the number at 22-10. and 10. Well, what and was it last night? It I was. Think- uh, I think they just got it. I think it was. I think it closed at three, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. They, so they just they got it. They cover a lot. I mean, People yeah, look at the record. People still don't believe. They think DeRozan's going to fall off the shelf. They've thought that for the last three weeks, just like the Bulls. And Billy Donovan, coach of the year. 
Look you know, you. do you know I was going to bring this it's up with you last week and yeah. I didn't get to it. He's like fifth choice. I mean, I think Are ta- you kidding me? T- Taylor Jenkins and what he's done cool. in Memphis. Is, uh, well, you know who's going to win it? Monty, Monty, Williams. Monty Williams is going to win it. I think Monty's going to win it in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Well, we'll lo- find out because Paul's out for eight weeks. Yeah, they won last night easy. Um, yeah, but, that's true. But uh, I think Monty— Well, they're 5-0 and oh every time Paul's out. They don't lose. How about that? They're just yeah. that good. I, I mean, and they say they need them back. Well, playoff history suggests otherwise. Yeah, I was— I, Well, last year— Aaron Rodgers. He proved it a little bit more Aaron's last year. Except Aaron's got one. Yes, he does. He, um— I think I think as of last week when I looked, Billy was like fifth choice, which even that kind of surprised me a little. Oh my God. Yeah, I think it was fifth choice. If Billy Donovan, if the New York Knicks, here's yep. here's why the media works because people like that, the people in New York, they 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 are enamored with them. If the coach of the New York Knicks had the Bulls record, like okay, t- like Tom Thibodeau, yeah, he's winning it. I think, don't you? If they were the number one seed yeah. in the East, he, they're what, he's yeah, winning it. You're probably right. My God, it's New York. Let me see if I can find real quick here. Uh, I don't think they might not be posted right now on, par- right. on points. But but he, last week he was about fifth choice, and I, that did surprise me a little. I was like, mm, I wonder if Billy should be slightly higher on we'll that We'll see list. what happens with Phoenix over the next eight weeks because uh, you know what? I mean, they're a good team. I still don't I don't like them in the playoffs. I, I, Aiton's okay, but I think that inside – to win it all, I think they're still not there. I think Paul, a healthy Paul, I do think will help them if he can come back healthy uh, for for the playoffs. Yeah, of course he's going to. Well, I tell him. you, Booker's really good. I mean, he's got. Oh, he's unbelievable. He has got. Well, be... you know, the new rules have helped the little guys. There's no doubt. Like, I mean, Booker's not that little. I mean, he'll, but him and 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 I watched Trey well, last night. It's helped staff. I mean, let's face it. There's no oh, doubt yeah. that the rules have come helped on. those guys. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, Trey. The rules have definitely helped Trey Young. Oh and, yeah, in the '80s. Oh please, he's, he's coming off the bench playing yeah. 12 minutes. It would have been hard. You. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. You got, like, we brought up Pippen, or you got Pippen on him, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and but you know what? I, like, I, and I get it, it's different, and it's not or for everybody. Jordan. But I'm okay with it because I, I think Trey is fun to watch. You know, like let a player like that thrive. It's okay. I mean, he really is fun to watch. Oh yes, I have nothing against them. Yeah. I, they, they're just fortunate at this time. Oh, absolutely. But Steph Curry changed the game, and uh, last night he did more to just push the envelope that he's the guy over the last five, six, seven years that's been the best player in the game, in my opinion, at his small size of six foot two. And, and when he broke in the league, he weighed about a hundred and nothing. Yeah, I know. You know? With bad ankles. And he's yeah. found a way to overcome all of and it. And my guy who's improved very much on TV, Seth Greenberg, uh, he, 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 I never was a big fan, but lately him and him and LaFonso Ellis make a good team mm-hmm. and they've done well. He's the guy that told Steph Curry, who wanted to walk on at his father's uh, alma mater, West Virginia, we we don't need you. And then he went to Davidson. Jeez. <laughs> did you know that? I don't. I did not know Seth that. Seth Greenberg, yeah. Because if, if Randy looks Seth, up, Seth Greenberg coached Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. And Del, Curry, and, and Del Curry went to Virginia yeah, Tech. Yeah, Del Virginia Tech, that's and, right. Yeah. And Seth went there, wanted, Steph went there to want to be a walk-on. And it's it's documented. He's He's <sighs> taking heat for it. They said no, and he went to Davidson. Jeez. So. Hey, I listen. Mean, just, every, just little nuggets. Everybody misses sometimes, Mike. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking That's, of college basketball, yeah, of I saw this story, and uh, you know, people are always like, Carm, why do you say don't play parlays? Look what can happen. Uh, this one, uh, this one's pretty phenomenal, but it's okay. like a lottery ticket. Did you see this? A better... <laughs> A better hit a twenty-three leg college parlay this week. I guess I saw a, that a dollar ten wager money line plays money line. It paid five hundred thirty-two thousand. But wait a minute, 
I could pick 23 losers. You just by picking, trying to pick 23 winners. I mean, that's unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. That I mean, you it's... won, and they're all money line. But it's ones. a one in a million. You know, people are like, oh, look what could happen. All right, it can. Yeah, go ahead. It's a one in a million. But, hey, if it's going to cost you a buck, what's the big deal? Mickey but, uh... Rooney once said this, the great Mickey Rooney, star of Stages Greed. Back in the day, you got to look him up, all you folks on Wikipedia, Boys Town, all that stuff, Spencer Trade. He said he went to the track once for... Uh, two, you know, he bet two dollars his first time he went to the track, and for the rest of his life, he chased three million dollars that he lost. <laughs> Period. That's a great. I mean, you know, he loved. If you loved the races back in the day when they were the king, please. Many people, many people had their pockets inside out. Speaking of the races, we've got uh, a big derby prep for the weekend. Another yes. fifty pointer. Jim Miller nailed another race last week. He's going to give us plays, and we will talk about the big news in horse racing this week. As they uh, stripped Medina Spirit, unfortunately, of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, I mean, that horse didn't do anything. It's Bob Baffert's no. fault. Medina Spirit is not the winner of the 2021 Derby. And then Derby. he dies. And then the poor horse dies. It is Mandaloon. So we'll talk about that in the fallout for Baffert when we come back with Jim Miller. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6, with a replay Saturday morning at 8 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on The Odds Couple on this Friday night. Hope everyone's having a great Friday. We're getting you set for the weekend. Carmen DeFalco, Mike North with you each and every weekend. About this time every week, we talk ponies, and there's really a lot to talk about this week, considering the news of the week, considering we have another big 50-point race coming up this week, another big derby prep at Oak Lawn. So let's get after all of it with the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, where there is live harness racing all weekend long. Jim Miller joins us. Jimmy! Hey, Jimmy. Gentlemen, yeah, a lot of news this week, and the news really surrounds Bob Baffert, Medina Spirit, and... Ultimately, the disqualification finally with the ruling coming down from last year's Kentucky Derby. So Medina Spirit disqualified. Mandaloon becomes the winner. And guys, really what it changes is the purse for the race, who won the race. It doesn't affect the betting of the race, though, and that's one of the things that a lot of people have questions about. But it also does have an impact on this year's Kentucky Derby, too. Yeah, I, I read that there was about 2 to $3 million, I guess, in the parimutuel pool on uh, Mandaloon. Mandaloon went off at about 26 to 1. Now, uh, you, you got to feel awful if you did. You got to be pissed, quite frankly, if you had one of those tickets a year ago. I read this story, guys, that uh, two dozen bettors are now suing Churchill Downs and Bob Baffert following the disqualification of last year's winner and the promotion of Mandaloon into that winning spot. I guess the law firm has said it's important to note that the lawsuit does not seek to have those who were paid for their Kentucky Derby bets based on the order of finish return money or those payouts reversed and said the plaintiffs seek money damages from Baffert and Churchill Downs with a calculation of what their now correct wager would have paid. Do you think anything at all will possibly come out of this or are those people just SOL, Jimmy? No, nothing's going to happen. And here, and here's the thing about it. And here's the reason why you open Pandora's box. If this does happen, because Unfortunately, it does happen in racing. There are times where horses do have a medication overage after a race, and you do see a disqualification and a purse redistribution. But think about it this way, guys. Okay, we're talking about performance-enhancing drugs and athletes. Now what happens? Do you go back 
to a baseball game where a guy got suspended for PEDs. Do you say, well, any game prior to that that I bet on for that that he participated mm-hmm. in, I should get paid for for that? Or what happens with another sport, for a basketball, for football, whatever? I know this is horse racing and that. It just happened to happen on the biggest stage. And because of that, is the reason why that you're seeing the lawsuit, the reason why that you're seeing so much publicity around it, it's not good for the sport by any means, but I don't think this is going to go anywhere. Okay. No, I think the stain that Tide can't get out is <laughs> uh, is Bob Baffert. I think that making the trainers the, the face of the sport has been a huge mistake, especially yeah. when you get your pick of the litter. It used to be it was Secretariat. It was Reva Ridge. It was Buck Passer. It was uh, John Henry, Harnesses, uh, it, it, or the drivers, or the jockeys like Dave McGee or, or, or Willie Shoemaker. I think this guy fell in love with his image. I think that this guy jacked up his horses because of his image. I think he loved the notoriety. He went Hollywood. And I think that basically I, I would ban him. I mean, for, for, on, uh, for an unlimited time, because I think when he's walking around a racetrack now, you're going to think bad things, not good things, Jimmy. Well, and you're right. I mean, the, the industry, definitely a lot of parts of the industry did fall in love with the image. And that was the one thing where, where it did change, a change from the athletes on the racetrack and the horses to the faces behind the horses. And when something like this happens mm-hmm. again, it's really not good for the sport. And at the same time, guys. We're talking about a derby prep this weekend where Bob Baffert's going to have the likely winner of the race, and the horse will earn a grand total of zero points towards the derby, but is going to take away the potential for other horses to earn derby points, too. Boy, yeah, it's so, so. He's got to be gone. They should. I mean, what's the deal? I mean, all this. He. This isn't the first uh, rodeo for him. Nope. No. He's been to. He's been to, on the whole circuit. For God's sake, Jimmy. When you say and you said this earlier that you know it, there there is a, a fallout effect or like a kind of a, a trickle oh, yeah. down effect into this year's Derby. How exactly do you mean that? Is it because his horses can't earn points in the the, the distribution of those? I mean, how does the it, other horses? How does too? it affect this year's Derby field? <laughs> sure, it affects things in a couple of ways. First. First off, Churchill Downs, they're the ones who operate the Kentucky Derby. They can dictate how their race is operated. So what they chose to do with all of this that's happened with Bob Baffert is they've said no Baffert-trained horse can earn points towards the Kentucky Derby. And the only way you can get into the gate for the Kentucky Derby is to earn points. So Baffert may be allowed to race in some of these derby preps at other racetracks, but if that horse wins, they're not going to get any points towards the Kentucky Derby. So when you're looking at handicap and races, you're saying, okay, well, the Baffert horse is in this race. You have to consider the horse for sure. But if you're another horse in the race, like, for example, the Rebel this weekend, if Baffert wins, that's 50 points so that nobody it, it, gets. Is that right? So, so not even it for the Derby, for so, sure. So not even, like, the second-place horse gets those points. That's what you're saying. Okay. There's they'll, just, get, right, they'll get second-place points. Wow, exactly. wow. Okay, so those first-place points are just gone. If the, I see what you're saying if the horse wins. Okay. By a disqualified trainer. Crazy. Basically. It really is pretty wild. All right, with all that said, Jimmy, um, it has been a pretty wild week in the world of horse racing, so that's a good summation of kind of where we are now. We do have uh, a big prep waste, uh, race, though. We got one of these 50-pointers. Uh, would love your handicap on that. And, of course, there is harness racing all weekend long by you guys at Hawthorne, too. Yeah, well, first off, looking back last week, another really good week. Yes. We had the winner of the Risen Star in Epicenter. The horse paid really well. It was a nice return there. We do have three races out of town this week that we're going to look at. We're betting all these horses only to win because you're not going to see a whole lot of value underneath. We'll start at Aqueduct, race number eight, bet the one horse, green light, go to win. This horse is very speedy from the inside. Then we'll go to Gulfstream, race number six, bet the six, Latrushka to win. This is one of the top mares in the country. 
And then the big race, guys, is the Rebel at Oakland, race number 11. It is the Baffert-trained horse, the two new range to win. Here's the thing. This horse is probably going to win, probably going to keep points from somebody else. But when you're handicapping races and trying to make money week to week, you still have to go with the best horse in the race, and this is the best horse in the race. That's a good point. All right, so Aqueduct, excuse me, is where we're going to start Aqueduct. And again, Jimmy said just bet all of these to win, everybody. We're not going to bet these across the board this weekend. Uh, race eight at Aqueduct tomorrow, the one horse. Gulfstream on Saturday, race six, the six horse. And then the Rebel, the big one uh, for the Derby, the Derby prep at Oak Lawn. The 11th race, the two horse, that is the Baffert horse, to win. Is that right, Jim? That's right, boys. You build up a little bit of a bankroll and get ready for the weekend. Jimmy, sounds good. Thanks, buddy. You got it, boys. Good luck. Jimmy! Talk to Jimmy again next week. That was a great breakdown. Absolutely. And um, we figured we'd have spent a little bit more time with Jimmy today because of all the big news this week. And, yeah, he hit the winner's circle again last week. Jimmy's just been a machine. So uh, hopefully we can keep that rolling. What about it uh, for other best plays, Mike? What do you think? It's that time in the show before we get out of here. You got anything that you've circled that could be a good money-making opportunity for everybody? Well, outright live uh, starting today in the golf Honda Classic. Uh, What I'm going to do is Daniel Berger, who struggled yesterday a little bit, should have been better than he was, even though right now he is leading or he is uh, plus 250. I'm going to uh, uh, take Chris Kirk plus 550, Hmm. Brooks Kepka plus 1,200, Billy Horschel plus fourteen hundred. I'm not going to take Kurt Kitayama, who's twenty two hundred. I just think he had a flash in the pan type day. And then I'm going to keep an eye on that over the weekend and uh, adjust uh, accordingly. That's the only play I got, folks. Uh, I'm going to go with the golf. Uh, last week it. I went with the golf on an individual match. I ended up losing it on the bonus play, but I'm going with this to start out with. I love it. All right, I'll give you one hockey play for tonight as well. Nice. Uh, no hockey lately. Wait, wait, yeah. Let's do some hockey. Why yeah. not? Let's do. Uh, let's look at Jets and Avs tonight. The Jets are playing their third game this week in the middle of a road trip. Meantime, Colorado's just coming home off of a 3-1 and one road trip. The Avs are so good. McKinnon might even play tonight. Um, for, you know, it's, it's a lot to lay on the money line because this is pretty lopsided. So we'll stay away from the minus 285, but let's lay 115 on the puck line. So as long as the Avs win by two or more, we'll be collecting. You don't have to sweat it as much at minus 115. So let's hope that's the winner. We're going to go ahead and play the Avs on the puck line minus the 115 tonight in Colorado. That's awesome. I mean, hockey has been basically a sport that should have, Darren, I believe, uh, the COVID situation, and by the way, long live COVID, it's gone now with other events going on throughout the country. I'm breathing easier now. Um, but, man, I mean, hockey has, I think, not reaped the benefits that I thought they should have. Uh, so we'll see what happens as uh, as we go down, especially with the baseball strike looming. Yeah, everybody uh, have a wonderful, yeah, that lockout. Hopefully they can maybe get something done this weekend. We'll see. Um, everybody have a wonderful weekend. Thanks to Randy Merkin, as always, J.R. Strauss, Eric Ostrowski, Tyler Aki, John. Well done by everyone involved, and thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. Uh, Happy wagering. Enjoy the weekend, Mikey, and uh, we'll do it again next week, my man. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.